In the second chapter of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2 and verse 39. And it will be impossible for me to preach from the 39th verse without making strong reference to the 38th verse. But I read verse 39. For the promise is unto you and to your churling and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's pray. God, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you, Lord, that you would call every soul here tonight. Help every one of us to feel the drawing of your Spirit. God, that you would touch us, our hearts, our minds, our ears, Lord Jesus, and be sensitive to the call of God. We'd be quick to respond, to follow you, and obey you, Lord, that the promises of God can be fulfilled in our life. Save someone here tonight. Give us victory in the altar, and we'll thank you for it. Everybody say in Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated. I appreciate those that are on the front, ready to pray, amen, ready to help somebody. The Bible says the promise is to you and your churling and all that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call for just a little while tonight. I want to remind you what a blessing it is to be called of God. What does it mean to be called of the Lord? Amen. The Bible says that no man can come to God except the Spirit draw him. I've heard people say, I'll come to God when I get ready. It doesn't always work that way. I have lived long enough and I've been here long enough to see people that have been saying that for a long time. There's folks that uh, since I was a child have been saying, I'll come to God when I get ready. But God called them and they did not come. And they, they lived through the call of God and the stir of God in their life. And the Bible says they can't come except the Spirit draw them. Now I'm going to tell you tonight, it's a distinct honor and blessing and privilege. It's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity when the Holy God of Heaven calls us to come and be His children and follow Him. The promise is not to everyone. The promise is to everyone even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I believe that everybody that's in this service tonight, you're here because God has thrown the big net out, amen, and started bringing you in. Amen. I believe that you're here tonight because God put something in your heart, a drawing, a desire, a hunger, an interest. You may not really know how you ended up being here or what brought you here, but I believe we're all here as a result of the call of God and His interest in our salvation. Amen. God sent His angels. God sent His Spirit. God sent His Word. God sent somebody. Amen. God let us have a feeling. God let us have a desire. He let us have an urge. He let us feel that drawing. Amen. We're here tonight because God is extending that invitation and that calling to us. If you look in the early part of either of the Gospels, you will find the account of Jesus beginning to call his disciples. The scripture says that he went by the seashore and he saw uh, Peter and John mending their nets. They were fishermen. And uh, then he saw the, uh, the sons of uh, Zebedee. They also were fishermen. And Jesus came along and just kind of watched them a little bit and began to talk to them. He preached to them about repentance if you'll look at it, he preached to them about repentance and he got their attention and they listened to what he was saying and they became interested in this deliverance and this new life. They became interested in this better way. And then Jesus said, y'all just come on and follow me. 
Just come on and follow me and be my disciples. Y'all just follow me. And the Bible said, and straightway they left their nets and followed him. They just laid everything down and they said, this sounds good to us. Are you serious? Are you, uh, are you serious about this? Are you really telling us that we can come and follow you? You're the miracle worker. You're the one that has the words of eternal life. Whoever follows Jesus is in for a good future. Whoever follows Jesus is going to turn out all right. You listen to me? Whoever follows the Lord, life's going to be okay for them. Amen. You're going to have, you're going to come to a good end if you follow Jesus. And they listened to him. And they were almost shocked that they were going to have this opportunity. Jesus is God Almighty. Jesus raises the dead. Jesus multiplies loaves and fishes. Amen. Jesus, when he speaks, Amen. His words are not just are not just words, but his words have life to them. The Bible said when Jesus spoke, they were amazed. And they said, Isn't this Joseph, the carpenter's son? Where did he get all of this understanding? I'm going to tell you. Amen. Whoever is privileged to be invited to follow the Lord Jesus, amen, they have really had an invitation extended to them. And these rough fishermen, the Bible said of Peter, that's a rough bunch, Brother Mac. As a, as a tough bunch. Say, as a rough bunch. Jesus come up on them, and, and the apostle Peter was out there fishing naked. He didn't even have any clothes on. That's the way the old timers used to sane the, uh, the bar pits. Because if they wear overalls, those buckles get hooked on that net, and they could drown down there hooked on a big cypress stump or something. And uh, that's just how, as a, as a tough bunch, as a rough bunch, uh, they didn't have much uh, polish to them. They didn't have much learning. It was uh, not much of a future to this. Uh, all they could see was just wallowing in the mud from here on out. The old slimy uh, fish and, and nets and waller in the mud and live that way and talk ugly and talk bad and uh, hot sun, cold water and, and all of this. And just live that way. Just live that way. And here's Jesus, that humble one, that holy one, uh, that wise one. That one that uh, works miracles. The one that spoke so well. The one that was filled with love and compassion. He just passes by and he talks about repentance and a new life. And change and, and cleaning up and straightening up. And being decent and being right. And then he turns to them and said, do, do, do y'all want this? Y'all want to follow me? You want to be my disciple? Amen. I'm inviting y'all to come and be my disciple. I'm inviting y'all to leave all of this. Leave it all behind you. I said, the Bible says their, their fathers were fishermen. They, they were in this rut. It, it, it wasn't good for them and it wasn't good for their parents as far back. And uh, their children was going to end up doing this also. But Jesus came and gave them a chance to break the cycle. Jesus came and gave them a chance to get into something better. Jesus came and invited them to change. Amen. You don't have to wallow in the mud just because your parents wallowed in the mud. You don't have to. Just because your parents didn't know the truth doesn't mean that you have to live in spiritual ignorance and darkness. Praise God. When Jesus Christ calls you, He opens a door. He opens a window of opportunity. Amen. He gives you a chance to be something different and something better. And Jesus just simply said to them, Come and follow me. This is a this is a big step to take. It really is. I never try to fool people into believing, oh, come on, join up with us here. Uh, it's not hard. It's easy. Uh, you, won't, you, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it'll take time. You'll just 
you just blend into it and melt into it. No, I'm telling you. I'm being straight and honest with you. This is an abrupt change. It's a big lifestyle change. Amen. If you're going to follow Jesus, amen, you got to put some clothes on, Simon. If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to get your overalls on. You, you got you to clean up, straighten up. You can't live like you've been living. Amen. You can't follow Jesus and keep walling in the mud. Amen. If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to learn some things. You got to study some things. You got to get some things straightened out. If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to talk different and act different. Your mannerism and your whole attitude about life changes. Amen. He said, You guys could be decent. You guys get cleaned up and get an opportunity, you could amount to something. You guys, if you just, if you're just willing to leave all of this and walk away from it, he says, I will make something out of you. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. Amen. You're, you're catching garfish and turtles and, and uh, all of these. Oh, uh, no, but he said, I'll put you up there to where you'll be fishers of men. You'll preach the gospel to people. You'll learn how to cast that gospel net. Amen. You'll learn how to go out and persuade and preach and talk. Amen. And that's why Peter did such a good job on the day of Pentecost. And he said, it's for whosoever the Lord our God shall call. Because he remembered that day on the seashore when Jesus called him. And it made such a difference for him. Thank God for the day he called us. Wherever he found us, thank God for the day that he paid attention to us. And he didn't just pass us by. And we had the opportunity to follow him. There's nobody, no one anywhere that can say, when I decided to follow the Lord, I had to come down in life. I became a lesser person to be a child of God. Amen. I I live a, a worse life now than I lived before. No, sir. Amen. God always gives you a better life. It is better if you serve the Lord. If you'll live for God, life's going to be better. Oh, yes, it will. If I was a devil, I would be so embarrassed. If I was a devil, I would be embarrassed. Hallelujah. That everybody that quits serving the devil and starts serving God, their life is better, cleaner, more happy. They run with better people. They spend their time better. Their family's better. Their home is better. Amen. The devil's got to be embarrassed. Because everybody says serving God is better than serving the devil. I mean, they come on strong. Uh, uh, Unsolicited testimonies. People will say, my worst day serving God is better than the best day I ever had serving the devil. Hallelujah. Thank God he called us. I say thank God he called us. Thank God for the day that he touched us. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus came to Peter's house one day. And Peter's wife's mother, Peter's mother-in-law was sick of the fever. Now the old woman had just died. Amen. If, if they hadn't learned about Jesus. Hallelujah. He'd still been out there. He said, just let the old lady die. Hallelujah. But he said, Jesus, my mother-in-law is sick. And the Bible said, Jesus come in, touched her, and healed her. There's a lot of good things happen after you choose to follow the Lord. Amen. When you make up your mind to follow Jesus, things start working out for you. Things start getting better for you. Amen. But you have to be willing. You can't say, well, I'll live this way all the week, but I'll see you in the synagogue on the Saturday. Doesn't work that way. Amen. You've got to leave that life to have this new life. And the Bible said that the disciples left all of that and came and followed Jesus. It's true. There was a lapse in their faith. And one time the Bible says they went back to their nets. Let me tell you, if you have a little setback, that doesn't mean the end of it. 
God still loves you and God's still drawing you. God still wants you. Aren't you glad that God still wants you? Amen. God still loves you and He still wants you. Praise God. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. And He don't say, I go and prepare a place for you. No, I changed my mind. No, there's no place for you now. Back No, sir. It's a plan of God. It's God's will that all of us go to heaven. And God's going to keep trying. He's going to keep working with us and give us a chance. The Bible says that Peter and them got discouraged and they went back to their boats. And Jesus came that time and he said, now you're going to have to tell me, do you love me more than you love this? There comes a time. I say there comes a time. Praise God when we have to say, Lord, I love you more. I love you more than all of this. I love you more than my old life. I love you more than my old friends. I love you more than the people who influence me adversely. I love you more than I love the old hangouts. I love church more than I love just hanging around out there. I love the house of God. I love truth. I love righteousness. Amen. There comes a time when you have to absolutely draw the line. Amen. And say, I'm not going back there anymore. That's it. I'm not going back to that. I'm not doing those things anymore. Do you appreciate a chance to have a good, clean life? Do you appreciate a chance to be saved and to make heaven your home? The Bible says the Holy Ghost is promised to all that the Lord our God shall call. So every one of you here tonight that feel your urge and your need, and you feel the urge and you feel your need of drawing close to God, you feel your need of being saved. You don't want the world to come to an end in the shape that you're in. You don't want to continue to do the things of the world and go down that broad road to destruction that we talked about this morning. You don't want to stay on that broad road and end up in the flames of hell. Uh, someone was mentioning today, you know, people talk about the hijackers and, and uh, McVeigh and all of them said all those people's got to be in hell. But I'm going to tell you, not just McVeigh and the hijackers. Amen. But everybody that rejects this gospel is all going to end up in the same hell. You're talking about spending eternity with some horrible people. If you're hanging around with a bad crowd now, you need to change now. Amen. You need to change. If you want to spend eternity with a saved, you got to, you got to be saved. Praise God. You got to break that fellowship. You've got to change things. You've got to change friends. Say, so, well, I, I just, I, I don't know if I can change that much. Amen. You have to want that change, that radical, drastic change to take place. I don't want to wallow in the mud anymore. And when Jesus came by, he said, you don't have to. You can come and I'll train you and teach you and I'll show you a better life and you can become my disciples and become fishers of men. Scripture says that he went then past Levi was at the receipt of customs. He was a tax collector. He was no doubt a cheating, despised tax collector, beating people, cheating people, taking their stuff, mistreating them. And Jesus came by him and he said, you like what you're doing? You like who you are? Do you like the way you're living? Are you satisfied? Do you sleep well at night? Is your conscience clear? You want to keep on doing this for the rest of your life? You want to keep living like this? You want to, you want to face judgment and the consequences for the things you're doing? So why don't you leave it and follow me? Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you just leave it and follow me? Praise God. I don't know what he did with his books or I don't know what he did with his cash bag. He probably just kicked the desk over. He said, I'm just glad for a chance. I'm glad for a chance to change. And the Bible says that Levi left everything. 
Praise God. He said, I'm going to follow the Lord. Isn't that Levi? Levi, you're not doing, I'm not doing that no more. I'm following Jesus. Man, how did you get out of that? Jesus called me. Hallelujah. How did you, how'd you break that cycle? Your old man was a tax collector. His old man was a tax collector. And, and you've been doing it. Yeah, but Jesus said, come follow me. Amen. It was my chance to get off of that. It was my chance to change. It was my chance to be decent and go straight and go right. Hallelujah. And Levi became a faithful disciple of the Lord. Praise God. And now it's our turn. Thank God that he passed by where we were. Oh, listen. Amen. Somebody in your high school class is already dead and in hell. But here you are shouting the victory and worshiping God on your way to heaven. Somebody that was close friends to you, amen, will never be saved. But you are. Isn't God good? Isn't the Lord look good? The mercy, the grace, the goodness of God. You may have brothers and sisters that will never come to God. Amen. But here you are. God spoke to you. And God touched you and gave you a chance. Don't, don't hesitate to answer the call of God. Don't say, well, I'll think about it. Amen. Tomorrow Jesus will be somewhere else. He's going on down that road. He's headed down to Galilee and Capernaum. And he's going back around. And he's going to be calling somebody else now. Amen. You'll say... I wish I'd have went when he called me. I wish I'd, I wish I was following him now. Let me tell you, there's folks out there in their homes right now trying to get interested in some old television program. Amen. Trying to watch all of that. It worries them. They're smoking cigarettes and coughing and they can't stand themselves and they're trying to get drunk. Can't. Brother Mike said he got so miserable he couldn't get drunk. <laughs> Amen. They, they, just any kind of way, they're so miserable. Oh, listen, listen, fisherman, you better follow him while he's calling you. And I'm telling you tonight, while God's calling you, don't put it off. Don't wait any longer. Amen. You ought to be, you ought to just be sitting there and say, preacher, just give the altar call. You done preached enough. Just give the altar call. I've got the message. I'm ready to pray. I feel the call of God. I want to be saved. Would you stand right now?